Hello and welcome to the People Chronicles Storied Women. My name is Anna Rose and Gara Milch and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's life impacted another woman. And here on Storied Women, we bring women from our community to share their stories so we can learn from them as well. And today I have a very special guest to welcome to you, to introduce you to, actually, the new president of Reading Area Community College, as we call it, RAC. Mm -hmm. And her name is Dr. Susan Looney. Thank you, Dr. Susan. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. I am thrilled that you are here. Thank and you. I am thrilled that you have come to RAC. Me too. I know that you were there before, <laughs> but now you have risen to, the, to, uh, to make the greatest impact on the community. Thank you. And that's great. So thank, thank you. you. So you know the question. Right. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're the president or mm -hmm. not the president. Correct. It's the same question. Okay. What is it that you would like us, the viewers and the listeners, to remember from our little chat today? Certainly. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway is that life sometimes changes. And you might have a plan very early on in life that you want, you see your life going a certain direction. And sometimes, as probably many of us have experienced, that changes. And many times we're extremely disappointed, maybe even heartbroken that our plan did not go as we expected. But once we adjust to that and recognize that change or um, changing course does not mean failure, that it's okay to change and it's okay to accept it and accept yourself for making that change. Sometimes it's very difficult, but ultimately, once you gather the courage to make the change and realize it's okay, as long as you continue moving forward, everything will work out for the best. That's true. That's very true. And I, and I think, though, that you know, when we see women, uh, or men, doesn't really matter, but this is a woman show. We just So uh, when, we, when we talk about women, and we see women uh, such as yourself, who are so um, successful professionally, you know, mm -hmm. that we think of, oh my gosh, it must have been a straight line. Mm. You, you grew up, you know, you were born, and one day you said, I'm going to be the president of a community college. And then, and then you mm. just started it. And in actuality, that's really not what happened. Is that what you're saying? That's not what happened. It was not a straight line at all. Okay. In fact, it was somewhat of a, <laughs> a funny zigzag. So how, tell, can you tell us about sure, it? Sure, certainly. Um, I, I will share you a brief story of what my mother says. Okay. That when I was a baby, all I did was cry. And I cried and I cried and I cried. <laughs> and they couldn't find anything that made me um, comfortable. And one day when I was just an infant, my grandfather, who was in the harness horse business, wrapped me up in a blanket and took me out on the jog cart, sat me on his lap as he was jogging the horse, and I stopped crying. And she said, "Ah, oh, we finally found something Susan <laughs> likes to do. And I did. The good thing he wasn't a uh, washing machine uh, <laughs> repairman. They would have put you on that. Then that would have been <laughs> the career. <laughs> but I fell in love with the harness racing business at a very early age. It was, in fact, all I can ever remember wanting to do. My mother was in the business. My grandparents were in the business. I was literally born into the harness racing business. And as I got older, um, by the time I was 12, I was driving in matinees, which are um, non-betting races all over the state of New Jersey. I was winning race after race after race with my family horses. And oh, were, were, the, were the other jockeys that young or would they be? No, they were mostly they were mature men. Oh, mature men. Doing oh, wow. it for a hobby or doing it because they wanted to be a harness horse driver in their future. It's kind of where you um, start off as an amateur. Okay. In fact, they were called amateur races. Oh, okay. So that's why there was no betting involved because we were all amateurs. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the day I turned 16 is the day that you're legally allowed to um, become a provisional driver where you can race for uh, money. 
So the day I was 16, I quit school. I signed myself out with my family support. I absolutely hated school. I didn't fit in. I didn't like it. I had terrible grades because I wasn't focused. And I followed my dream at, to be a professional harness horse driver. So when at 16, when you withdraw from school, is that a sophomore? What is there? I guess I'd have been going into my sophomore year. Oh my gosh. Yes. You and could read and write though. I could. Okay. <laughs> I could read and write, absolutely. Um, but just, I wanted to follow my passion. And at the time that was to be a professional harness horse driver. And that year, my, fam my family sent me to Pocono Downs up in Wilkes-Barre yeah. to um, have a small stable, probably about 10 to 12 horses. My mother went with me. Uh, my grandmother went. And that year, I was Rookie of the Year at Pocono Downs, one of the wow. most successful drivers um, at Pocono Downs that year. We also went over to the Meadowlands that year with a horse called One for All. And my very first drive at the Meadowlands, I won. Kind of shocked the, very the place. First? Yep, kind of shocked the place. And it was only 16. Wow. So do you make money? Mm-hmm. Like real money? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. But I didn't do it for the money. No, I course, did it yeah. because I just, it was in my blood. That was the business I was in. I was following in my mother's footsteps, who was one of the first female drivers to, um, to race in the business. There were a few others, but not many. And a very male-dominated sport, but that didn't bother me. I was... I was in it to win it. <laughs> wow. So your mother must have just felt such pride. I mean, Very your mother, so. oh, I can imagine. In fact, that. she holds the record as the first female to win a race at the Meadowlands. I hold the record as the youngest driver to ever win a race at the Meadowlands wow. and the first female to ever win a race at Garden State Park. That is so. amazing. <laughs> so we've got some nice, nice awards that are our first mm -hmm. and uh, are ours to keep forever. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> exciting. Um, okay. So. All right, so that's your life. That's what you chose to do. You mm -hmm. follow your passion, which I think is great. Um, not so great about signing out of school, but other than that, mm -hmm. but to follow your passion, I think that's really admirable. And then what happens? Well, in 1988, I was in a harness racing accident at the Meadowlands. And while I walked away, I had this little tap on my shoulder that just kind of, as I drove home that night, I thought, I probably should look into um, going back to school, maybe becoming a bookkeeper and just having something in the back pocket because if you're driving horses, you realize that you're going to have, be in accidents. It's just a part of the business. It's a reality and, and you know that. So it wasn't that I was scared to go back out and race. In fact, I drove for almost another eight months, but I had received and uh, earned my GED shortly after I dropped out of school because that was kind of a promise that I would get something, even though I didn't want to be a high school dropout with nothing. So I got my GED and I decided to go to my local community college. But I remember being terrified. I drove around the campus. It was a big circular um, campus and I drove around three times before I got the as courage. As if it were a track. I mean, yeah. The track, you just keep driving <laughs> That's <around>. wonderful. <laughs> I was so scared. Really? to go yeah. in because I had no SAT scores. I and you had my GED. At that point, gosh, I was about um, probably 22. Okay. Oh, wow. And so you're a grown woman. I was, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was getting yeah. there and walked in and it was so warm and welcoming and uh, signed up for classes. They took great care of me. And within a few years, a few years, excuse me, a few months, the faculty and staff um, were so encouraging 
and they saw the ability in me that I didn't even see in myself to um, continue my education and to believe in myself. So I, the experience of going to my community college truly transformed me from a high school dropout to a, um, someone who started to really enjoy learning. And it was because of the faculty and staff who were so dedicated to student success and student learning. And in probably the first six months that I was at my community college, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew my life had changed. And that, really? was, that was when I, and I had recently retired from the horse business. And it was hard. It was, um, my family was disappointed. They, oh, were, they were, they were, they were yeah. because they are, were still in the business and they had supported me and uh, didn't want me to retire but it was in my mind it was just time but it was extremely hard to do it was not an easy decision because again that's all I'd ever wanted to do and I wasn't sure what I wanted to go to school for again I thought I'd be a bookkeeper or a secretary or something and uh, go get a job in an office and within months uh, again with the support of faculty and staff I thought boy I can do more than this Okay, I started so to gain my confidence. GED, associates, mm -hmm. and then what? Well, as I was still getting my associates, one of my teachers said to me, well, you're going to get a bachelor's, right? <laughs> and honest to goodness, I didn't know what that was. And there was no Google <laughs> <laughs> at the time. So I went to the library and I looked it up and realized that that was a four-year bachelor's degree and I would have to transfer and I didn't want to leave my community college as, as many students at Rackers very similar because yeah. I felt so safe. Mm -hmm. But again with encouragement I went on and earned my business my bachelor's in business administration. And then you didn't stop there. My master's in business administration. You didn't stop there. My law degree from the University of Delaware. And you didn't stop there. <laughs> and then my doctorate from uh, Nova Southeastern University. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And it's, it's truly all because of the mission of the community college. If there was no community college, I could have, could not have, nor wanted to, gone to a four-year institution because I had no SAT scores. And the mission of the community college is open access. Uh -huh. We welcome everyone, which I think is one of the beautiful things about a community college. We serve you and welcome you regardless of where you are on your skills. You could come in and need um, your GED, because that's where I got mine yeah. at my community college. You could need um, training for um, English as a second language, or you could be an honor student. And it's, we fill the spectrum. And that mission of, I, I, I say we have four, four key hallmarks, access, opportunity, excellence, and hope. And all four of those things are true for me personally yeah I and mean, I experienced all four of those so as I talk about rack and the importance of it it's because of those four hallmarks that I'm so honored to be the president but also was so dedicated when I became a faculty member um, back 20 some years ago and started my professional career in higher education I just I've always worked in community colleges I've always wanted to stay in that area because of the mission and it's just uh, it, we change lives and I'm I'm a proud product of a community college yeah wow it's fascinating I think that's really fascinating 
Thank you so much for coming in and sharing that with us. Thank I think you. that you really reminding us that that the universe never stops. I mean, we may stop and say we need to change course because the universe is not going to go according to our script. Absolutely, yeah. and it's okay. And it's okay, right. exactly. In Be fact, it's great because it this is. is where all the learning. That's where most of your learning came after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, fascinating. Absolutely. And now, and now you get to share that passion with our community, and this is yes. just. This is just wonderful. It is. And I'm I, so excited. Yeah. And today is day one. You may not be watching this. It may not be day one to those people who are watching this, but it is day one. And this is one of uh, Dr. Looney's first visits to uh, the People Chronicles. And we are glad that you are here. And we hope that you will come back and listen to us again. Thank you very much. And thank you, Dr. Thank Looney. you. It was an honor. Thank you for following Storied Women on the People Chronicles. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The People Chronicles, and you won't miss any stories. These stories are made possible in part by Spring Ridge Financial, Heidelberg Restaurant, Queen City Restaurant, and P.J. Willihans.